All right. Welcome, Iron Radio listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I'm a nutrition professor, and I'm an exercise physiologist, and I'm a former competitive bodybuilder. Hi, everyone. I'm Rob Fortney. Um, I'm a former editor at Muscleman International, former competitive bodybuilder, strength enthusiast, powerlifting competitor, and uh, record holder in raw curling. <laughs> That's disturbing. Uh, Charles Staley, everybody. Good afternoon. Uh, I am author of Muscle Logic, creator of Escalating Density Training. I'm also a master's category competitive weightlifter. Uh, this is Phil Stevens, strength athlete, um, founder of LipperHook.org, and I am con- uh, starting a competing organization with Rob. I'm going for the multi-ply curling organization. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that's our Olympic Winter Olympic Games theme here. Uh, <laughs> actually, what we're doing today is we're gonna we're gonna talk to two people who are uh, fitness and nutrition type uh, bloggers online. We've spoken to Chris Shugart in the past and guys like uh, Lou Schuler about uh, internet journalism and you know how bodybuilding and strength sports and all these kinds of things sort of uh, are evolving on the internet. But one of the categories we did not talk about a whole lot is is blogging, and, and we have two guys with us today. Uh, one is Sean Casey. Sean, uh, he's a graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. He's got degrees in both nutrition uh, and in kinesiology or exercise phys, so sort of similar to, to me. Uh, Sean graduated academically as one of the top students in, in both of those departments. As far as field experience, uh, during college, Sean was active with the UW, UW Badger Strength Conditioning Department. Um, he spent some time at the International Performance Institute in Brampton, Florida, uh, Brandonton, uh, where he assisted with the USA U18 national men's soccer team. More currently, he has worked with multiple NFL first-round NFL draft picks and all-pro NFL athletes. Now, I believe Sean's also currently working at FieldhouseUSA.com. Is that right? That is correct. So that's our first uh, blogger, and our other blogger here is Mike Nelson. Uh, Mike Nelson is he's a PhD candidate, candidate uh, at University of Minnesota in kinesiology uh, or exercise science. He's studying the effects of energy drinks and metabolic flexibility in relation to health and athletic performance. Um, Mike, he got his uh, Bachelor's of Arts in uh, Natural Science from the College of St. Scholastica, and he got his Master's in Mechanical Engineering from Michigan Tech University. And Mike also has tons of certifications, um, notably what, the uh, National Strength Conditioning Association, uh, Z-Health. What else you got there, Mike? Uh, I did RKC. Okay. Russian Kettlebell Certification. Okay. So these guys know their uh, fields. We're talking about educated guys who sort of put themselves out on the Internet in, uh, in, in blogging. Now, I want to set the stage just a little bit and tell people about what blogging does. You might think, well, what is this and, and who cares? But blogging is, is huge. Um, blogging is – you can actually look this up on Wikipedia, but it says, as of December 2007, um, the blog search engine Technorati said that they was, it was tracking more than 112 million blogs. And blogs have pros and cons, and they're a little bit different from mainstream media – uh, and I think that's one of the things that I want to dig into is how these internet entities sort of affect sort of sports nutrition and strength training on the web. So, Sean, let's start with you. Why do you why do you blog at all? 
Well, I was getting tired of, you know, I'd go online and try to, you know, find credible information uh, and apply it to myself. And I, you know, would get different blogs or different websites saying, you know, by quote-unquote gurus in the Internet or in the strength, conditioning, performance field. And they, you know, I looked at the information and the way they presented stuff, they, uh, they, I got the feeling that they were presenting opinions as like hardcore factual information when it was really just that, an opinion. And so I decided to start writing a blog. Uh, at, it can be found at nutribodies.blog.com. And my whole goal was to present information science-based with research and then, you know, using cred- credible um, um, peer-reviewed scientific journal articles and just present it to the general public, the, the awareness out regarding it. Now, Mike, you, you, your blog has sort of, sort of evolved into a, a, a full website in a sense, but Correct. Maybe, maybe tell everybody about, about your website and, and why you kind of started in blogging and, you know, you have an inclination in that direction. Sure. Um, my whole website and blog right now is currently at extremehumanperformance.com. Uh, and I started about two and a half, almost three years ago in May, which is on Blogger. And I started basically because, you know, similar to Sean, I was trying to find some good information. There was, you know, some sites that were pretty good. And the other part was I had all these sort of unfinished articles that I had no idea what to do with. And I never really finished them, to be honest. And we were hanging out in the lab one day, and someone was asking about uh, walking versus running on a treadmill in terms of which one burns more calories if you try to make the work the same. And so, you know, being in the lab, we thought, well, well, screw it. We'll do our own little experiment. So we took some grad students and stuck them on treadmills and hooked them up to metabolic hearts and measured stuff. And so I thought, hmm. Well, this might be interesting. Maybe I'll put a little post about that. So that turned out to be my my first post, and then it sort of gave me a goal to finish articles that I had been writing instead of having them just sort of ruminating around in my head the whole time. Yeah, honestly, there there's a little bit of background to Iron Radio that's not really unlike that. Just you know, amassing amounts of uh, you know reasonably good material in this case audio, but just needed a needed need a home really. Now, either one of you guys, why is why is this idea of blogging? How is that different from like the mass media? I mean, why why not just try to find the information you guys are talking about somewhere else? Am I going to find it somewhere else? Is is blogging so detailed? It's like a totally niche thing that you can you know a strength enthusiast could could find stuff by using blog search engines like Technorati or something, you know, better than a general search engine? Or, Sean, how about you first? What do you think about blogging versus mass media? The thing I like with blogging, it allows me to put stuff out for free information. Like, I know a lot of, on the Internet, uh, articles, uh, you know, newspapers, news stations, credible sources, uh, you know, the American College of Sports Medicine, they have a lot of great information, but unfortunately, most of those are, you know, paid for subs- 
subscri- subscriptions and that type of uh, money. And so I wanted to put something out that was free, available to everyone. And, you know, myself, I not too many years ago, I was in college, and having money available to pay for those subscriptions, although it would have been great, was not an option. And so I was never able to kind of have that information right at my hand. And so that's why I went out and started putting my stuff out for free. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, I suppose that also would prevent things from becoming commercialized in a sense. I mean, if you get sponsors, we all know what it's like in sort of the supplementation and sports nutrition fields that it, it's increasingly difficult to keep sort of the uh, the underwriters' opinions out of the actual editorial content. And I know Rob and I have busted into, you know, into that kind of situation before. And how. So I would I would have to agree with you. And that was the other motivation. Like so many of the forums you get onto, they end up just being a straight advertisement for a product rather than, you know, more the unbiased, here's the information, make the decision for yourself. Yeah. What about you, Mike? What do you think about as far as uh, not just mainstream popularity, but what about the impact of your blog? I mean, do you do you have a ton of readers or – what kind of impact is your blog, or do you think sort of the strength and nutrition blogging has in general? Um, I like for similar reasons. You know, it's, I should say, free to the, the end user. And I also like to try to keep it as unbiased as possible. I mean, obviously it's going to be biased, but towards what I, <laughs> the direction I think, I guess. But I don't take sort of corporate sponsorships, and I've turned down a bunch of supplement companies and all that kind of stuff. So I try to keep it as unbiased as uh, possible. And also the other part I like is that it's it's very timely. So since I control the site, if I want to write an article after we're done here about something, I could literally write it and publish it as soon as it's done. So I don't really have to work, for better or worse, through an editor or keep sponsors happy and that kind of stuff. And the other thing I really like, too, is the interaction. I like to get as many comments as possible because any article you write is sort of unfinished. So that way if people have questions or you weren't clear about a certain thing or they think you said this, you know, they can ask a question, you can respond. And I I really like that aspect because it it makes it less sort of one-dimensional. So it's not just me spewing out whatever I think is correct. You know, I can get input and interaction from other people and then beyond that you can sort of customize it to you know what they think is interesting i mean a lot of the stuff i think is interesting maybe nobody cares about at all you know and you'll figure out what that is pretty quick so you know maybe i should back up just for a second one of the uh, reasons that we're sort of jumping right into the, the topic today is because the topic um is sort of intimately related to who these guys are. I mean, you know, personal blogging uh, or professional blogging, you know, it's sort of blurred. So, I mean, sometimes we'll get guys on the show and we'll talk about what are you up to lately, what are your projects, and, I mean, you guys feel free to, to chirp in with that stuff. But obviously, you know, these blogs and websites are are sort of, you know, what Sean and Mike do. So um, kind of blurring the topic with our, our, our usual uh, introductory segment, I guess, here today. Uh, so what kind of readership do you, do you get 
let's you know let's just stay with you for a second, Mike. What kind of readership do you get? Like, you know, like it makes me curious when you say you get a lot of input. Um, are these flamers? Uh, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of website am I running here? <laughs> are, are, are these, you know what I mean? Are these guys that are saying like like trolls that are making derogatory comments, or are do you find that people gravitate that are very respectful and are actually helping your your articles evolve, or or what kind of people are are checking you out? Yeah, I think in general you, I think how you respond to people will determine the kind of people that you get. Um, and the cool part is I obviously control all the comments, right? So, I mean, I don't – if someone has a criticism, I'll publish it. But if someone says, hey, this article blows, you know, I'll just delete it, you know, because that's not beneficial. Yeah. Um, so I think it – the nice part is, for better or worse, you can sort of moderate your own community. And over time, if, you know, people know that their comments aren't going to be published, they're probably not going to bother you anywhere. They'll go to some other site and – you know, bother you through there, but you know, I can't control that. Um right. so in general most of the the people that are are reading are, you know, very interactive and, you know, ask actually really good questions and I actually learn a lot from the different interactions and studies and everything that they post too. So it's kind of a benefit for me too. What about you, Sean? What kind of people are, are reading your blog? Do you know or can you keep track or I, I know on average it's about Three to four hundred on a daily basis will hit the site. In general, you know, uh, you know, it's a wide variety. I have everyone from your soccer mom and dad to individuals uh, that are, you know, strength coaches or in the academic field. And so I'm tr- tr- really trying to write to a large variety of audience. You know, on one hand, I try to you know, bring in a lot of science into my writings. But on the other hand, I try not to get it so involved that, you know, your average person on the street is looks at it and just completely overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. What, what about what about networks and things like that? I mean, that's readers. What? How do you network? I mean, do you um, are you part of sort of a, a larger blog community or do you have a lot of links with other sites? Or, I mean, how do you try to... How do you advertise yourself? I mean, there's I think there's a fair m- number of people who probably listen to Iron Radio who are, you know, probably do something similar to what we all do in some way, trying to get the word out and stuff and educate people. How do you how do you do that, or or do you do that like network? I've done a lot of my network through Facebook, uh, another internet wonder. Uh, with Facebook and words out, I'll put post out to different individuals on there, and then I've also working kind of with a health store, uh, Nutribodies, and that's when I started my blog up. Initially, I wanted to get my word out, get unbiased information, and so I approached them to see if they would have any interest in doing the blog. And so I kind of networked through them, and then with individuals at Athletes Performance, I let them know that, you know, this is what I'm doing, uh, if this works for you, if it's something you're interested in, we can go with it. And then where I'm currently at, Fieldhouse USA, they put it on their webpage. They had kind of the same vision as what I had with the blog, and so they were more than happy to put that out there for everyone. Right, right. How about you, Mike? How how networked are you? 
I mean, how or how do you go about spreading the word? Because obviously, you guys, you don't want to write something that three people see, right? I mean, unless this is just like a, you know, self exploration kind of thing. But <laughs> you know, but how do you how do you get things around, Mike? Uh, I'm always looking for new ideas for that. I mean, I've done a lot of uh, a fair amount, I guess, of you know, guest posts for other sites. I've had other you know people do you know guest submissions and that type of thing. So. Mm-hmm. That usually tends to work uh, quite well. I've had other people ask if they can, you know, run the articles that I've run, and pretty much anyone can take any article they want off my site. The only thing I ask is that they just, you know, credit me or whoever was the author and then just put a link uh, back to it. There's obviously some sites that seem to just grab everything, and you look at an article that you've, you know, spent several hours on, and you go, oh, that looks like my article. Oh, I'll be I think, darn, I, it is. You know, which I think everybody you're talking to, every co-host oh, on yeah. here has seen their stuff like pop up on some other website. You're like, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, and to be honest, I'm like, well, I don't know. They must have thought it was semi-good, I guess. You know, but yeah. um, you know, I don't, I don't really care if people republish anything. Just you know, like anything you guys would ask, as long as they uh, credit you for it. So, and then uh, I think people that do a good job of you know, commenting, you know, do a good job of spreading around to other people, and I have a newsletter list and that type of thing, too, but I'm always always open to newer newer ideas to, you know, get the word out just like everybody else, so. Right. Now, do you, do you feel inclined to talk at all about your plans or any vagaries about informational products or anything down the road? Uh, for me? Yeah. Um, or, yeah, or I'm working that... on a couple of products now. Uh... Debatable when they'll when they'll be out. Um, doing another probably promotions for a guy that's doing uh, testing of exercises via biofeedback. So trying to determine which exercises may be best for you on that day by you know basically just measuring your range of motion. So there'll be some some products uh, probably evolving around that that I'll be uh, promoting also too in the future. So okay, cool. Sean, what about you? Do you uh, do you have any plans for you know whether it's like uh, information products like books or CDs or anything, or uh, are, are you going to eventually work an internet presence into something that's you know generating funds, or do you really want to stay away from that? At this point, I'm kind of staying away from that. I've you know books that I feel that are really good. I'll mention or things like that have really impacted or increased my knowledge. You know, I'm more than happy to put those out. I always, you know, when I do put those out, I always kind of mention on my blog that I'm not putting these products out here to sell the product or I'm not getting any sort of kickback by, you know, pushing these books or that. And so that's the one thing I try to do when I, you know, if I mention a specific book or I really don't use a whole lot with supplements, but, like, things along that nature. I just try to put it out there that I'm not doing this so I get financial feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's one of the things that a lot of people have to sort of make a decision about early on is, and, you know, let's face it, I mean, there's nothing wrong with offering, you know, informational products or even stuff like dietary supplements and whatnot on your on your site or through your blog, especially when it comes to stuff like, you know, supporting your own uh, you know the the ongoing 
the perpetuity, you know, of your effort there, of your log, blog or whatever. So, but anyway, yeah, the, the key I think there is trying to keep the the uh, advertising material separate from the editorial material. And I know that's something that Fortress and, and I have talked about many times. You know, you, people don't want to log on and start reading stuff that, that decays into an ad. And you know what? I think that's probably why fitness blogs are are uh, especially attractive. For anybody who's listening, you might want to start, you know, run, just searching through using some of the blog search engines because you can get a lot of very niche information or, uh, you know, updated. Like I know uh, both these guys are putting, you know, new science up on their blogs and stuff like that. So if you want to know cool stuff that's like breaking news, blogs are a great, great way to do it. And, you know, I just draw back people's attention back to the Wikipedia page, but they talk about the mainstream popularity and everything. And uh, honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, not unlike a podcast, you can really get some cool niche information that, you know, I mean, how much Olympic lifting do you really see on, you know, in the mass media or something like that? I don't know, Charles could probably chime in with that, but... Uh, The answer would be zero. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's the kind of stuff where you could go to niche strength sports. I mean, I guess you can find some strongman events on TV and stuff like that, but... um, you know, well, I think one of the reasons why you know even hardcover magazines are, you know, have lost a lot of faith from readers is is largely what you're talking about, Lonnie, about the whole concept of, you know, um, pretty much everything editorial and the advertising kind of just bleeding into one, and you know, um, even things that start off appearing as being just kind of as articles again, eventually you know dissolve into just being another kind of you know advertisement for a. a then when you read it over again with that knowledge, then you find there's nothing more than just just promotion for you know for commerce and stuff like that. And I think I think the prevalence of that in in the major players has 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 hurt that industry, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and you know what? It's not like uh, advertorial stuff is brand new. I remember when I was uh, still a a uh, young man in the early 80s I was reading Flex magazines and you know oftentimes those articles would sort of degrade into so go buy Weeder Mega Packs or something like that you know <laughs> uh but now it just seems to be yeah even more you know the lines are crossed even more and I mean there's these like 15 page ad reports or whatever they are and you know yeah. and Rob I know you know what I'm talking about <laughs> and and that stuff is you know, it just makes it increasingly difficult to sort of sift through the garbage to find the gold nuggets. You know, I mean, I, I've been asked, approached in the past too, as probably some of you have to write copy for these um, companies, and I mean, I flat really refuse. It's, uh, you know, it's just not part of what I want to be involved in. I mean, good luck to them, but whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's one of the cool things about being able to do this yourself is you can you can set up your own, you know, basically publication and, and be your own moderator. Like Mike said, you know, you can be your own editor. You can let things evolve in the direction that, you know, you think is is best. And if people like it, you know, then more will come, I suppose. One of the things I wanted to ask about is, because I, I've never blogged, is how is this different? This sounds really ignorant. I apologize. But how is this different from Facebook? I mean, like... Phil, I know you. You're like, you know, Facebook guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, what is what? What do blogs offer, or you know, what does Facebook not offer? You can get lost on Facebook. Okay. But as your blog is your blog. 
Yeah, you okay. control what's on that front page, I guess. A bit. Yeah. I do both, but. And it, sounds, it seems like Facebook is in just such tiny little, I mean, there's not a lot of room for actual content, or am I wrong there? Can you actually put, like. I mean, I think the two work great together. Mm-hmm. So I will, like, post on my blog and then put it on Facebook. Okay, I see. And then people can follow that link from there. Right. Sean, do you use Facebook? I use Facebook. I will mention, you know, if I add a new article or put a thought out there. But I don't post my articles on Facebook just because myself, you know, when I'm on Facebook, I'll get, like, halfway done through an article and I'll kind of glance over and I'll see, like, a new feed that someone else, you know, a friend chimes in to say an article. So I think I get distracted easier if I'm on Facebook. And so I usually just stick with having everything on the blog where you don't have people, like, uh, signing in and wanting to talk to you or this or that type of stuff. Both, so you and Phil both, it makes it sound like Facebook is almost like facilitating ADD among its readers. Yeah, that's how I feel like. <laughs> it's one of those deals where, you know, like just the other night, for instance, I jumped on Facebook because I want, I forgot, uh, a friend of mine, her new email address had switched and I had to send an email out to her last night. And so I'm, you know, that was my intention. I jumped on there for there, that reason. And pretty soon I saw that one of my friends got a new uh, motorbike. So I'm like, oh, that looks kind of cool. I wonder what kind it was. And so I went there, and, you know, five hours later, I hadn't even got to, you know, my friend's email address that I had to pick up. So, you know, it's 1 o'clock at night, and here I am trying to, you know, write an email halfway intelligently while I'm tired. And so for me, I, you know, Using myself as an example who jumps all over the place, I like to keep things, you know, concise uh, if I'm writing an article or if I'm reading an article. And so for me, I just get way too distracted if I'm on Facebook looking at different things. Okay. Yeah. My limited exposure to Facebook has led me to believe the same thing. It, I find it very distracting. There's just too much going on. And um, beyond the fact that I just get confused by it, but maybe that's just me. Um well, yeah, it sounds like too much. Everybody. Too many links, too many people, too many options to do things, and you just, yeah, I don't know. That's really what I was getting at. Everything doesn't mean you have to, though. <laughs> That's I mean, I think it's a great networking tool. I mean, the blogs, though, they offer, you know, you can make a nice-looking article, and you can make the site look like it's yours, whereas Facebook, you don't really have that ability. I mean, a lot easier to put pictures in your articles, videos, and all that on your blog, and make a professional-looking, you know, something to put out there. So, do you, Phil, do you think, or any of you guys, do you think Facebook makes a decent sort of uh, online resume, or is that the kind of thing you really should be having, like, your, uh, your own blog for or something like that? Definitely your own blog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you people to check on, you like out. If you log on to my page right now, you'll see, like, one post by me and 700 posts by other people talking about their family and, some guy that like I don't know, just all kinds of weird crap. A picture of a monkey that they say looks like me, and so <laughs> and <laughs> you don't do that. Have control it's on your own page. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's what I was getting at with with Sean. I think is you know how you how you use that. It sounds like you know articles, and, and if you want to create some kind of you know, I don't know message, it's it's better to let it you know develop into some kind of 
full article or something, get out what you want. Now, listen, I want to ask Mike something similar. Rather than just Facebook, now, you do some, like, video blogging and stuff. Is that right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So why not just YouTube? Um, the site that I have actually lets me embed some of the videos directly, and then it'll take them and put them out on YouTube and that type of thing. Okay. It it seems to me, and I'm interested in other people's opinions, there are some people that just happen to find my YouTube channel that'll just kind of cruise through there. But it seems like most of the people probably come in through the blog. And I think having some stuff, especially with exercise demos and stuff, it's just way easier to do it on video than to take the words to try and describe it. Yeah. Um, I think also having people see that you're an actual person, <laughs> which sounds kind of weird, um, especially if you're, you know, more on the research end and that type of thing, that it, I think seeing that you're actually a live person and then you care about what you're doing, I think actually is uh, beneficial in terms of people can relate to you a little bit better than too. Right. Now, Phil and Charles, you guys do a lot of video stuff online too, but do you ever, how do you present that? I mean, how does that, how do you guys do go about that? Oh, that goes everywhere. I mean, it, um, it costs in contact. Um, I'll embed it in my blog, put it on Facebook as well, and then in our articles every week. Mm-hmm. So, so, so on YouTube, you well. can put it anywhere you want. You can embed it on other pages. You can embed it right in your blog. Yeah. Stuff like that. So when you do that kind of stuff, you kind of are you hoping for a little bit of like viral spreading of of the video or something, or or oh, is the, the value yeah, of push sure. content like in an email or? Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a, a system I use that tracks how many hits they get, where they come from, what part of the country, what you know, all that right. stuff. I mean, we even get two free from Canada. It's kind of like marking your territory, you know. You just want it all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest territory possible, huh? <laughs> Manifest All right. I'm sorry, what? Manifest destiny. Uh, well, we're going. There you go. World world domination. Yep. Well, okay. I, I mean, that's I'm pretty exhausted with this the the material that I I was um thinking about as far as you know, why people do this. I guess to summarize some of this, it sounds like blogging is, is is good in fitness and nutrition because you can present solid information that the mass media dilutes with BS, you know, and, and marketing nonsense and, and other stuff. And you can you can use media like videos and or obviously podcasting um, to reach people in other ways too, you know. So, uh, it, it seems like a combination of self-controlled content, quality content, moderation abilities. There's a lot of good stuff there. And I, I was really surprised. The more I read about blogging, the more I realize how huge it is and and how much you know people start, start, sort of start going toward podcasts and blogs instead of uh, mainstream media, especially probably the, the weirder your sport or your interest or the more you know minority-like you are the more you would probably gravitate in this direction, right? Or even the more you want to market to or toward people who are like you, in a sense. Yeah. So. I think the nice part is there's almost, and, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk has mentioned this in his book, Crush It, which is actually a really good book. There's almost no barrier to entry. I mean, you could sign up for a free blog if you want to get started on Blogger or even WordPress and, 
you know, buy a, you know, a flip camera for, you know, around 100, 150 bucks or whatever, and you're pretty much set. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, if you just want to start off on just the initial, and if you're just doing writing, I mean, you probably don't even need a flip camera initially. You can just start, you know, putting stuff up, and, and then away you go. Right. I see pros and cons to that because then exactly. Every fool and his brother could could <laughs> yep. start. To, and you know what? I wonder what percentage, what percentage you guys think uh, a podcast or blogs they start and they just evaporate in three months. It's got to be big. Oh, yeah, it has to be really huge. I think it's high. I don't know an exact number though, but of friends of mine that I know that have started, that it's pretty rare they're still doing it for most for most of them. Yeah. It probably ranks right up there with uh, failure rates with uh, good old New Year resolutions. You know, the first month or two out, you're going, you know, gung-ho, balls to the wall, and then, you know, kind of trickles off there after a while. Yeah. I guess you need a scintillating personality like Phil or Fortress to keep people blue. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't. (laughs) Can't be boring. No, No. not at all. I mean, All right. Well, like I said, that's about all I've got. Uh, do you guys, Sean, let's just talk about you for a second here. We can sort of do this in reverse a little bit, but are there projects or other things you have going on other than your um, your blog that that you want to talk about? I don't want to be hanging. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm going with right now. I don't have any too many other side projects that I'm working on. Uh, besides, you know, I'm spend time at the Fieldhouse USA and then working individually with different people and clients on uh, nutrition-related stuff, but no other big projects at the moment. Right. Are you doing a lot with Athletes Performance then? They have that new lo- Is that a new location in, in Texas? They have, yeah, it's in Frisco, Texas. It's just north of uh, Dallas, one of the suburbs. And the build and Athletes Performance built a new facility. They built a uh, uh, I want to say a facility, but they're housed within a much larger facility called Fieldhouse USA. Oh, okay. and kind of the purpose of Fieldhouse USA is to increase just activity, uh, access to courts, uh, soccer fields for the general community. Because you know, in an area like Dallas, you have a lot of extremely large high schools with 4,000 kids in it, you, you know, classes of 800 kids, which, you know, not everyone's going to be able to make the basketball team, obviously. And so with Fieldhouse USA, they have 14 indoor basketball courts, an indoor soccer field, and then along with that same building, they have the new athletes' performance location. Okay. What about nutrition stuff? Do you do uh, any nutrition counseling or anything? Or uh, I do nutrition counseling. I'm kind of in between things right now. I get going back to pick up my uh, registered dietitian right. internship, and that's coming up in a few months. But until then, I'm hanging out, just doing general consultation. Okay. I'm yeah. General. Careful info. how I marking myself just because I don't want to, with the legal aspect of things, right. get in trouble, but just sure. more or less general-based nutrition counseling. Okay, yeah. 
What about you, Mike? Am I forgetting anything about you? I mean, I, I, you seem to have a lot going on, and because you know, there's a lot of sort of different aspects to your website, and you're talking about informational products. But anything I'm missing? Uh, people are in the St. Paul, Minnesota area. Uh, they can stop by and see me. I'm in the White Bear Lake area. Um, I do some. I've got a couple spots open for online training, which is nutrition and program design using some some cool biofeedback stuff and then I also do phone consults too if they're they're interested in that. So other projects, uh yeah, a couple other ones coming up and trying to hopefully finish my PhD finally at some point. So I'm in the uh experiments are all done and just uh writing up the three papers right now. So three good papers time. plus the dissertation itself or are you are you done with your dissertation? Um, how it works is the three papers will then be, you know, submitted for, you know, peer review and publication. Those will be the main part of the dissertation. Oh, excellent. Then, yeah, good. That's a good model. Yep. And then going back and writing the overall literature review, which, to be honest, I wrote once, but it has to be reworked again. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a long, arduous process, as you can relate to. Um, and then just adding the conclusion to that. So the first paper on heart rate variability was a comparison study. So I'm working on that one right now. The second one will be on the effects of energy drinks. Looked at a monster energy drink in terms of heart rate. Uh, do the darn things actually work? So if you feed college students an energy drink, can they actually ride on a bike longer? Um, oh, now see, we're going to have to talk about that stuff. more later. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the last one is looking at uh, the metabolic flexibility stuff. So trying to find a new way to potentially measure that without – uh, sticking needles in your arm and collecting blood or doing other insulin-type studies. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so it's a little busy, but, you know, yeah. the way it goes. Cool, right? Yeah. yeah I, I totally want to follow up with the energy drink thing because we're sure. running some stuff right now on energy drinks and muscle explosiveness. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, and I'm going up to Milwaukee to do some of this. Maybe you should. Who in Milwaukee? Uh, we we'll need talk, to talk about that offline, but yeah, yeah, we'll have to talk about it. This could be cool stuff because you know, of course, there's a lot of stuff that a caffeine dose yep. is big enough, like six milligrams per kg or something. You can get strength improvements, but I, I'm really interested in like rate of force development and explosion and stuff like that. You know, so and there's not as much in the literature on that. So not a lot, actually. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, you know what? Before I, I uh, ask Phil to queue up our, our closing music. I want to point everybody to the uh, ironradio.org website. We have a donation link now, and we've actually been fortunate. There's already been um, some donations, so we appreciate that from the people who are who are doing that. It'll help maintain the site, of course, and you know keep everybody interested. I mean, it's not like we're, we're making any money here. <laughs> we're not rolling in cash or anything, but we appreciate you know anything that people can you know, can donate there. What would so you do, Lonnie? We could, like, make a calendar. <laughs> All right, let's put that of us to take three months. <laughs> <laughs> Charles is trying to torture him off already. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even go there. <laughs> Fortress. Fortress in February. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Well, that's... curling action shot. Yeah. That's right. Not not back to the curling, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I, I guess thank everybody as well. And uh, thanks, Mike and Sean. You know, it was a great show. Yeah, thank no, no problem. Anytime, guys. It was a pleasure. More more than happy to do it. Thanks for uh, your time.
I guess that's it. I'll wrap her up. I'll talk to everybody later. All right. Take care. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org. Also, should they help with the athletic trainers and qualified exercise physiologists?